Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. Hi, I'm Aaron. The movie this week was Wasabi from 2001, directed by Gerard Krasis, K-R-A-W-C-Z-Y-K. Krasik. Yeah? I don't know. Oh, that's the internet. Written by Luke Besson, starring Jean Renault, Ryoko Heresue, and Michael Mueller. Mule? Mule? I don't speak French. This movie was selected for us by one of our Kickstarter backers. Thank you, Andrew Lopez. Thank you, Andrew. Hey, Andrew, thanks, man. And thanks for this pick, because that was a super enjoyable movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was I had a good fun. time. Yeah. Aaron, I can't believe you didn't... It's, it's so foreign to me that uh, somebody wouldn't know... Like, have seen Jean Reno in, like, seven different movies. Oh, well, you know, when when you started mentioning things while we were watching the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, huh. Because, like, obviously he was in Godzilla. Obviously. Only the best. Hey, hey. 1998 was the year, man. <laughs> that was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't no. he in that time travel movie? With the the two French guys who come back, yeah. yeah, we can never remember what that's called. Yeah, I honestly thought that the uh, the uh, other guy in this movie, the guy who played Momo, was the other guy, but it's not. It's somebody else. That could be a future potential one. Yeah, I mean, your voice got higher. Pick any movie I want. Well, you know. We'll have to see. I mean, well, I mean, John Renault did really good with comedy in this role, so I guess I wouldn't be that adverse to seeing it. Oh, I didn't know you hadn't seen it. I haven't seen either the French or the American remake. I've seen it. With Christina Applegate. You're going to have to speak up if you're going to. I've seen it. Okay. Anyway, I didn't mean to detour us. How many stars out of 100 would you give it? Are we talking about wasabi or are we talking about the French... Time, time we are travel. talking about nothing, is what we're oh. talking about. Now, Now, most people know Jean Renault from The Professional, a.k.a. Leon, ah. which is a uh, super popular movie for as Natalie Portman as a, yeah. as a young girl in it, and it's got um, uh, it's got Commissioner Gordon from uh, the Dark Knight movies. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, thank you. I mean, doing, Dr- Dracula. <clears throat> yeah, Dracula. Hello. Doing Vlad, an amazing role. <laughs> an amazing role. If you've ever heard somebody say Gary Oldman is a chameleon? No. 
<laughs> somebody say send everyone, and then somebody goes everyone, and he go everyone or something like that. <laughs> That's from the movie. <laughs> If you haven't seen The Professional, stop right now what you're doing Aaron. and watch The <laughs> excuse, Professional. Excuse me, guys. You gotta go. Bye. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Walk away from the podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm your listen through. You right. can take it as direction. All right. Yes. Cool. We'll <laughs> see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I really hope the sound of the stair- me going down the stairs made it. Oh, trust me. It's in there. Okay, so, good. Yeah, it's all big old boom, boom, boom sounds. Can we can we accentuate? Never mind. All right. Yes, I'll, I'll I'll add in squeaks. Thanks, man. Maybe you can just throw in like some. Uh, I don't know. So wasabi. Slayer. Wasabi. Wasabi. Felt like a, a very Luke Besson movie. You know, felt uh, felt Fifth Element ish. It felt yeah. the professional ish. It definitely it had felt some. space jail ish. I mean, uh, what's that? What's that movie with? Uh, just came out and he got sued because it was too similar to Escape from uh, New York. This is news to me. Ooh, my, well, uh, my, <laughs> I, my, I've had a monocle would have popped out of my face for oh <laughs> my word! Oh. How would you describe Luke Besson as a director writer? I don't know. He likes. I, I don't know him as like a. Oh, go ahead. Oh no no no! Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, the Fifth Element. I, professional. I, I was just going to say that he likes to have people dance. Oh. There's like a lot of, you know. <laughs> There's a dance some, connection. Someone, someone's showing off. Someone's showing off clothes um, at some point in the movie. Uh, there's um, ridiculous action. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying the yeah, for, yeah. formulaic things that, 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 that present themselves to me in his movies. Um, Taken. He has uh, a, a fine use of music. I feel in his movies. Uh, I haven't seen many of them, but I have to say that uh, you know the soundtrack and 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 whatnot, and where he applies music in his movies is pretty entertaining. It seems kind of cartoonish, like the things that happen. I guess if I had to find a common thread between those ones, it would be like that that there's a style element that's super uh, prevalent. I mean, you can take shots from this movie or from Professional or Fifth Element, and there's like, you know, there's style everywhere, and there's, yeah, sort of these larger than life moments that happen that you would, you don't feel like you'd see them in yeah. reality, but they happen in those movies. Yeah. Like, he also wrote the Taken movies. You mean the, the, the I have a set of skills? Yes. Those Taken movies. Not the other Taken movies that you rented from behind the curtain in Fillmore Video. I never went behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. No, really. I, oh, no. There was like a Freddy Krueger that was there. And yeah, that was too scary. Kind of spooky. That, that's why we didn't go back. <laughs> it wasn't even really a curtain. It was like, what was it? It was Freddy Krueger's back there. Forget it. Yeah, forget about it. I just... Pornography. That's how they know it's a man going back there. Yep. <laughs> oh, transporter! I forgot. This about is so esoteric. Nobody would know from our video. <laughs> so it's true. It's true. Um, it's true. Yeah, but everyone knows about the movies behind the curtain. If they add video stores, 
that weren't blockbusters, uh, you know, any locally owned video stores. We've still got one over here that has like a special area. Thank I... you, Salzers, for existing. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Salzers. Actually, uh, I don't know if that special area is there anymore. Uh, Used to be in the corner. Well, anyways, Wasabi is a movie. <laughs> I want to question you about your knowledge, but I'll, I'll leave it alone. That's all right. Just pretend it never happened. Okay. Like everything else. So, the movie this week was Space is the Place. No, no, uh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Wasabi <laughs> is about a French uh, police officer, played by Jean Renault, who um, is a bit of a badass. He's a bit of a dirty Harry. He's a bit of a one-punch man. He's a bit of a punch-first, ask-question-laters kind of guy, right? Ask questions? Question? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the dude. And he, uh, he's broken one too many rules. The chief kicks him out, says take a vacation. And he's already, he's been, his character flaw is he's been pining after the same lost love for 19 years. And, uh, he, he takes every moment he can to talk about it, it seems like. So he finds out that this lost love is passing away and he has to go to Japan in order to uh, get rid of her will, see her for one last time before the cremator, and in turn find out that he has a daughter he didn't know about. And she's just a Japanese teenager, I guess. Don't. What would you say about her character? Energetic. Um. Unpredictable. What? <laughs> Why are you watching this movie? <laughs> she 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 liked to jump up and down, and she liked clothes uh, and music. Yep, music. She's precocious. Mm. What's that mean? She hates cops. Oh. She gets into trouble. She's kind of a yeah. There, I mean, children have this curiosity, and it's like she was acting like a child. Yeah. Like how a child acts sort of full on like they want to just buy everything and play and do whatever they feel like. But she didn't she did have uh, some maturity about her. I mean, she wasn't like full on like throwing tantrums or, or like upset that she didn't get her way or anything like that. I think she was just a super playful person. Well, we're introduced to her after she's been arrested. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I agree with you, Joel. But I feel that she might have even had character change within the 10, 15 minutes she's introduced to us. I Probably. feel, I feel that yeah. there is. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if this is the first time she was arrested. I don't know. I yeah. can't, you know, we can't say what we don't see, you know, or experience. Right, right, right. But, yeah. Well, they sh the way she's introduced in the trailer, and uh, I watched the trailer before we watched the movie, which is not something I typically do. I just wanted to... I have uh, a little bit of uh, knowledge of what we were getting ourselves into. Um, she just, they only show the part where she's like introduced and she's like, you know, she's doing a Chris Tucker from Fifth Element for <laughs> example. And <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, this is going to be bad. But luckily she's got way more depth of character. And so does he. Like he's got, you know, he's playing the, uh, the badass cop, but he's like, uh, he's got these, uh, quiet scenes and stuff like that. This movie actually has nuance, which is cool. 
I, I wasn't expecting it, I'll be honest. I liked it. I liked it as well, but I feel uh, not going to throw any major criticism because, you know, it was an awesome movie, but it did kind of pull me out and made me laugh a lot whenever this guy punched anyone. Because <laughs> all these victims or people that he punches, like, I feel like they're, like, thrown off a trampoline or they're just, like, there's a giant rubber band that they just, like, you know, pulled people back and launched them. <laughs> I feel like that's like comic bookish or cartoonish. <laughs> like you punch someone and they go, they're p- taken away in an ambulance. Like, <laughs> and it's always one punch. Like, yeah, like, like Joel mentioned, like oh, flying across the mm-hmm. world. <laughs> I don't know. It's a comedy. No, I got that. I got that. I'm not. And I'm not trying to bag on the movie. I'm just saying. They're like, I'm into the story, and then out of nowhere, like, he just, he, like, taps somebody, and then they're like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> they fly. They fly pretty well. <laughs> like an eagle. It was entertaining, though. It was really entertaining. Yeah. It was so now, cool. He's a, I mean, he's a general badass. He's not just punching people and making them fly. When he shoots people, they fly much farther than they Oh, could. you're right. You're and right. also, there's a whole scene where he's basically uh, kung-fuing a bunch of yakuza in a way that doesn't seem logical oh but, my gosh and uh, that was yeah aaron's favorite scene obviously i can <laughs> right after it happened he started smoking a cigarette <laughs> well i felt i felt that, that that in the movie that was probably the most subtle build-up was was that because you know like early on he's like trying to do things to, to relax himself one of them being golf mm-hmm. which he seems like really good at and ex- and, and, and is excelling at uh, and then in fact, in fact, there's a guy like who's like messing with a cop car, and so at one point he just like stops, turns around, and like you know like poses poses it for a golf swing. Jeez up, yeah. And then like the, but like accurately, super accurately hits this dude in the head with a golf ball, like before he can break into the cop car. And it's just like. <laughs> I mean, he missed his, his calling. He could be a total golf bro. Yeah. <laughs> Puts Happy Gilmore to shame. Yeah. You can only hit people on accident. That's right. For comical effect. I didn't know what was going to happen in this movie, and I liked that. But I was kind of in suspense for about the first half hour, because, or maybe 20 minutes, I kind of was afraid that even though things that were really funny and over the top had happened... That it might it might turn serious on us, yeah. Because I've seen movies do that every once in a while, where they'll have funny stuff, and then next thing you know, it's like the most dramatic thing you've ever seen in your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was waiting for the, the the other hand to drop, or the yeah, the other yeah, yeah. I was like, are we are we having fun, or <laughs> is this about to get really crazy? Like, if it had been a, a Korean movie, there would have been scenes that like there. There's a scene towards the end in a bank where everybody's being held up and Jean Renault's got the drop on them. And he's like, you know, uh, release my daughter. And then she starts walking towards her. And I'm like, if this is a Korean movie, she's about to die right now. I agree with you. The cue was there. Like, like it was like the music was yeah. even kind of going that way where I was expecting her to like slow-mo fall yeah. after a gunshot, you know, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's slow and she's walking <laughs> towards her. And she's very slowly smiling and he's not changing his expression. But yeah, somebody would shoot her in the head and it would have been like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was going to kill him. Oh, that too? Yeah, I thought. It definitely was pointed out early in the movie. She Is doesn't she? like, number one, she don't like cops. And number two, she wants to kill her dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, mama told her that she was raped for some reason. Why? Yeah. Why on earth did she say she was yeah. raped? Maybe that was the only way she felt like she could come up with a cover to not uh, have the father in the life. But not cool. like, no, no. Not cool. I would say like, that's, it's bad to say you're a rape victim and that your kid is a product of that. Like, no. Avoid that story. <laughs> she left a note for him in case she died. Why didn't she leave a note for her daughter? Yeah. I think like she went to a bookstore and was like trying to figure out how to raise her daughter singly and found this one that was like, how to mess up your kid the worst, 101 ways. Be- Number one, tell them your dad, <laughs> your dad raped me. Yeah. <laughs> There's two. this wow. person, this really bad person raped me and- And you, you exist because of you're it. You're better off yes. without ever knowing this person. Number two, oh. never let her know where you live or-, or Let her come over, like. yeah. Yeah. What the hell was that all about? So she I'm only- going to stick you with my sister. Yeah. Have fun living there. And I'll be here on the weekends. Yeah. Later. I'll see you on the weekends. <laughs> like, what the heck kind of life is I, I, that? I wonder if it was just kind of one of those things. I mean, it does. it's not explained in the movie. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All speculation here. But maybe it's just kind of one of those things where uh, she reminded her too much of her uh, French one-punch man. dead bow. Yeah. yeah. Or her not dead bow. Or her, Jean Renault, who yeah, she... Who's still alive and just pining for her. Didn't know why they broke up. Yeah. Turns out it was because she was a double agent for the... They call it the Mafia, so we'll call it Yakuza. Mafia. And the agency that they work for. Hmm. So basically, the movie is French, but he goes to Japan and meets his daughter, and then they get into this big adventure and action-packed funny uh sequence of events trying to it well the mom had a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) and there's a specific reason she had a lot of money which is revealed but he wasn't expecting that even he didn't know yeah he probably thought she was exaggerating because at one point he's like uh you know he's he's mystified to find out that they didn't spend any time together that she I mean, she just gave her an allowance, and she's like, yeah, 5,000 francs a week. I'm like, whew, that's a lot of money, you know? And then when they get up to the bank, you know, he's, he reveals, uh, he shows them a, a number, and it's like uh, uh, eight zero followed by, or 80 followed by six zeros. And he's like, oh, how much is this in yen? He's like, actually, that's a dollar amount. It's like, whew. Suddenly, I love my daughter. No, <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> There was actually some pretty funny music right at that point, too. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. The music in this was so, like, pop and... Yeah. Yeah, the music was really poppy and, like, techno-y and there was the prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> you said that very quietly like you were ashamed. <laughs> I felt like there was definitely some guy with a mohawk running through a sewer pipe. <laughs> at some point one of my friends was obsessed with that guy nice. <laughs> she had like a little like picture of him that was like on her 
jacket or her backpack or something. Nice. And it was just like, yeah, it was prodigy, all prodigy all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, the name, the prodigy, prodigy is a reference to some 90s thing. I don't. No, I mean, it's just hackers. That's that's we'll, all I know. We'll have to show you the music video at some point. So yeah. You can, you can experience that. <laughs> I think I need It's to. an experience. Now. So we haven't even mentioned. Uh, it's also referenced in Venture Brothers, by the way. Ooh. Some prodigy. We haven't even mentioned. Um, when uh, Jean Renault figures out that there's some sort of foul play going on, uh, he gets to see, like we said, he gets to see... Uh, her, uh, this this woman's body before she's cremated, and he, he sees something like next to her nostril and underneath her fingernail, and uh, gets this examined. And he's got this other French buddy who's part of the uh, French secret or intelligence police or something like that. And uh, he is um le fou. What's that mean? Oh, oh, you're saying he's the jester? Yes. He is just, he is dumb, dumb as bricks. He is. Yeah. And, it, you know, he, he does some funny stuff, so sometimes that can be really painful. Yeah. I think, I think he did a good job in no, this, No, no, yeah. I did. He did do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a certain kind of performance to make it not annoying. When it's somebody just being stupid all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. Yeah. This this movie was it was funny. I mean, it had a lot of funny parts. There were parts where I was laughing out loud, which is good. I don't I mean that doesn't happen very often with me anymore. I just uh I'm like too much of a comedy snob or something. I don't know. Well, I mean it's kind of a strange thing to say, but like any movie that has a certain amount of dance dance revolution in it uh, is just close and near and dear to my heart for some reason. That, uh, and and this movie fills that. Like as soon as, as soon as I saw the dance dance revolution, I was like, okay, Jean, I'm gonna watch this again. Genre Jean, Jean no playing DDR. <laughs> he was grooving to those beats. That was really cool. <laughs> Yeah, you're really getting the crowd up now. Ah, well, I was worried they were going to do the whole, like, focus on his face and then have someone else's, else's feet, feet doing it. But no, there's like a full body, body shot of him playing DDR, and, and that's just magical. There's yeah. no other thing like quite like that. Yep, well, you can cross that off your bucket list. Now. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so grown-ass Frenchman playing DDR. <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit dated, but I don't care because it's, like, so fun. The whole thing was just really fun and cool. And you can tell that there's a little bit of, like, a, Euro a European style to it. Because if it was Japanese, it would have been so much more of, like, the whole scene of, like, what she's into in Japan. Yeah. And I think just language, too. The la the language part of it, I think, does, like, make it feel more like a French movie than yeah. if it, they were talking to each other in Japanese. True. Yeah, there wasn't a... I mean, other than that scene, they didn't really go out of their way to make it 
too much Japanese. I mean, that that shopping scene seemed like it could have been done in Los Angeles. Did you guys? Yes, I agree with you on that. But how weird was it there wasn't any um, English subtitling for any of the Japanese for you guys? Was that just something we were just weren't supposed to interpret? Like, we were only supposed to see it through the Frenchman's eyes? Is yeah. That, is that kind of what was going on? Yeah, yeah. I think if we had had it, like, uh, we want, we didn't watch this dub. We watched it just subtitled with the mm-hmm. uh, language it came in. If we'd watched it like English dub, I feel like that stuff would have also not been. Okay. Would have just okay. been Japanese. Because we're supposed to be seeing it from his, from his perspective. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, very well. So if you want to know what they say in J- Japanese, you got to get an interpreter. That is ridiculous. This movie gets zero stars <laughs> in translation. <laughs> so are there any particular scenes you guys want to talk about? Because I've got a couple oh that I gosh. wouldn't mind discussing in particular. I think the arcade scene was really cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's introducing him to all his friends and they're doing some, you know, that weird like high five kind of oh. kind of handshake things going yeah. on. And then there's that one guy who doesn't like he holds his hand out to John Renault holds his hand out to get sh- a shake and the guy just, you know, doesn't do anything. He stares at him. <laughs> kind of like gives him the narrow eye. I was like, is he going to have to punch this guy or something? No. It's just kind of a, just kind of a diss. I was actually kind of expecting him to punch him as well, because that seems to be his, his reaction to everything. With the way the movie panned out, like, I kind of wonder how many of those things got cut. Like, if there were potential ideas mm. where he punched people all over the place, or if, like, because I think it is editing, too. I think it was edited well, mm. and that... They could have overdone it, but I think that they made sure in editing that there was like a certain amount of it in certain places and that it led a certain way. And there were moments where they just cut from one scene to another in the perfect spot. Like, I think it was, I think it was thought out and maybe he did like punch him in one of them. (laughs) And then they decided, oh, you know, it looks better if he's not doing it in this way and this one. I totally agree with you on that. Totally. That scene was hilarious. I really like the idea of him just not being able to connect with any teenager. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the perfect, like, <laughs> there was no way. They keep talking about them being teenagers and stuff like that. But, like, she, I guess they're the, in their 20s, The yeah. whole reason that she isn't, or, uh, he's there. He has to be the executor of this account that the daughter has. Um, until she turns 20, she comes of age. And, like, I, I didn't look it up. I really want to know, like, in Japan, are people not considered adults until they are 20? I, I think that is the case. Because um, nobody seems weirded out by it. No. Um, in France, it's like 16, right? I don't know. I, d- I don't know what it is in every country, but I remember hearing that in some countries in Asia that the age of being an adult is older than it is here. Mm, I like that better. I think that there are there are rules, though, if you're under a certain age, which, um, well, I mean, I guess how there is here. Um, yeah. No, anyway. no. When you're underage here, you can do whatever you want. Party, pizza, and ice cream all the time. That's the way my life was. What was your guys' life like? When I was 18? 
I had to look for uh, all ages concerts. Yeah. <laughs> Before the age of 18? Uh, I don't know. Bible studies. <laughs> I, read, I read a lot of comics. Oh, no. I so spent, you haven't changed since I spent, you were I spent a lot of time with the PlayStation. I listened to a lot of music <laughs> oh, back then. <laughs> I listened to a lot of music. Yeah, I same. Still do. <laughs> Let's see. Before I turned 18, I spent a lot of time worrying about women. Now, that's the one thing I don't do. Not women, girls, sorry. Oh. Everything else is the same. Still live with my parents. Still eat cereal directly out of the box. Okay. Okay. Still scratch my foot with the chopstick. Oh, wait. That was from the night of. The night of. Never mind. Never mind. I don't think I've seen the night of. That's a reference I'm way over my head. It's a really good show. HBO. HBO series. Okay. Very good. It's not delivery. It's Dijon. That's a commercial, Joel. Eh? That's so, a commercial. <laughs> In the arcade scene, they're playing a they're playing DDR, right? And you see yeah. a bunch of other ones. They're playing like that Tyco drum game, and they're playing like a a symbol one, symbol version of a rhythm game. And uh, then they play Buffalo Cops, which Aaron and I had to know if it was a real game, which as far as I can tell by looking on the internet, it is not a real game. It looked like a, a Time Cops, uh, or not Time Cops, uh, was yeah, that the time name cop. of the game? Time Cops? Yeah. Well, no, Time, no, cop's, no, time a cop's a movie. Yeah. Jeez, oh, you know what crap. I'm talking about, though. Crap. crap. What is it? Uh, it's, not gu- it's not a gun cop. It's time not- something. Yeah, the one with where you're the cop and you shoot other. You, yeah, you press a pedal There's and like hide behind four things. Four or five different versions. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever play the Die Hard one? Yes. Wait, which one? Which Die Hard one? The the, the shoot 'em up one. Oh no, I don't think I did. You never played the shoot 'em up Die Hard. No, I played the. There was a beat 'em up Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, I played that one too. Okay, there's yeah. a shoot 'em up one too. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Or no time no. crisis time. Crisis. Time crisis, yes. Holy crap, I can't believe I forgot. <laughs> that was like, I played, I played that a lot at Magic Mountain. Yeah, me too. And you're yeah. like, the word crisis. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is important Why? information. Yeah. Why was it Vital. a crisis? Because you had to save the president's daughter or yep. something like oh. There's a time limit. And okay. there were branching paths. Yep. The pressure was on. And timed events if you didn't shoot a thing in the right time. That's right. You didn't save her life. And the cool thing about that game, like Aaron said, is there was a pedal that unless you had it pressed down, you were ducking behind cover. And you press it down, then you, you can duck out. You you go up real quick and you shoot people. This is not interesting to anyone. Okay, never mind. What are you talking about? It's the most intense high-octane video game. Anyways, but yeah, Buffalo, Cop- Buffalo Cops mm-hmm. Buffalo Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That was a cool-looking game. Yeah. I wish you could have played it. Absolutely. You have to wear six shooters and be a cowboy. It was like bad guys getting, you know, popping up somewhere and you shoot them, you shoot them. And then that's basically exactly what they did with the scene <laughs> is they decided to have these bad guys pop up here and there in the arcade. And he just shot all of them. And John, John Renault and Momo. Yeah. That made me think it wasn't filmed in Japan. Why? Because I felt like that part and the part afterwards where they're walking around. I mean, obviously, there's parts that look like they're definitely Japan. Like the part where he goes out to the 
where he goes out to like Kyoto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that looks the great. bullet train. Yeah, and they pass the mountain. Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like that part where they were shooting people in the arcade and like the streetscape, like after that, like seemed. Like, there weren't enough people and lights and, like, craziness going on. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was just a small town or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was a small town in Japan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was the Fillmore of Japan. Yeah. The Fillmore of Japan. They had an arcade like that. Mm Mm-hmm. See, we should have been over there. No, where was my cool rave arcade? Yeah, that, that, was, bar. that was the Segovia. Oh, the Segovia, you're right. The billiards, the billiards, ice cream, and and uh, arcades. You're right. High octane adventure. No, I met a lot of people there, though. Made a lot of friends. Cool. I miss Segovias. After they go to. That woman's apartment. I keep calling her that woman because it's not his wife. I mean, I guess it's his ex-girlfriend, but it is her mother. But I don't want to call her her mother because the way I... It was... Are you talking about the lady who dies sister? No, no. her The, the lady who dies. Yeah. Her house is like... Oh, wiped oh out. okay. He yeah, punches yeah. the wall. It's yeah. that thing. And um, they go back to the hotel room that they were staying at. And it's been, like, ripped up. All the furniture has been ripped apart. They're looking for something. And there is a scene where... uh, Man, what is the character's name? What is her name? Um, Yumi? No, that's just what you want to call it. Yes, it is, probably. I don't know. Let's see if I get any points. If I get any memory points. Yumi. You're right. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Congratulations. One point, Aaron. <laughs> Momo. Momo's the silly, so silly guy. Yumi says something about, oh, at least they didn't punch any holes. You know, they're, ta- they're saying it in French. They're, they're talking in French the whole time. So she says the, whatever the French word for holes okay. is. And she says it weird. So there is a scene where Jean Renault is trying to get her to be able to to uh, pronounce it correctly, and so they go through each like syllable and they're like huh oh 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 and they're doing mouth sounds and stuff like that, and <laughs> we paused it because Aaron was like, "How does that play out in the dubbed version?" <laughs> I needed to know, man. Yeah, not that bad, honestly. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't that bad. No. <laughs> I don't know how you would. I mean, she's speaking English. Like, I kind of lost it though. For what, it just just tickled my funny bone. I don't know why. I kind of lost it. Yeah, that felt like a like a moment, maybe in like Fifth Element or something. Totally felt like that scene in Young Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. Wait, how do you spell it? S T E A N and you. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Mr. Wilder. It kind of reminded me of the professional too, just because of the the element of like him mm-hmm. looking out for her. The professional's like obviously a way more serious movie than this one is, but there's still kind of an a fun dynamic 
that I think Jean Renault does. Yeah, no, there there is comic there are comical parts in all yeah. of his action type movies. Some some of them are really funny, you know, like yeah. uh, actually I haven't seen any of those taxi movies that he did, but uh there's a, a French series of uh, movies called it Taxi. And then uh I don't Transporter isn't funny, right? The Transporter movies. It's I think it's just a straight action series, the yeah. Transporter. Um, Taken is definitely not funny. The Transporter? Yeah, you I feel this. like there's funny parts in The Transporter. Mm. Mm. The Maybe first it's been a while. One. Maybe mm. it's been a while. Yeah. But Fifth Element, funny. Yeah, definitely. Professional has funny bits in it. That's um, like a foreigner, too. It feels like that's a common thing he does, where there's either like a a girl that needs to be kind of taken care of, or a um, foreigner that's trying to understand, like, hmm. what's going on. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. There are a lot of women getting kidnapped or or in trouble or needing to go places. Needing to be protected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in, uh... Oh, man, I was just thinking of something and it went out of my brain. Whoosh. Never mind. So the only other scene I wanted to talk about was the wasabi scene. The oh right, the, the, what this movie's named after? I guess, I guess that's why the movie is named after. I mean, this it's not like an important scene or anything like right. That, but, um, for some reason, Momo and Hubert. We had we had we didn't name him. his name is John Reno's character. His name is Hubert. Um, are sitting in a Japanese restaurant, and they're talking about what they're going to do because they, uh, at this point, Yumi's been kidnapped, and they know that they're going to go to this bank in order to get the money transferred, and the waiter at this restaurant brings over a plate with some stuff and a big old glob of wasabi on there, and Jean Reno just starts stuffing it in his gob. He just picks it up and starts eating it. He, he's finger he, food. It's like a bowl of peanuts. He's just he keeps reaching in for more. Like what? In what case would anyone do that? With, uh, I mean, I consider wasabi kind of like a sauce, right? Well, definitely, it's a. I feel it's a condiment. Yeah, something mm-hmm. that you would apply to another thing because you're like, oh, this thing I have right here needs a little bit of spice. Yeah, so you put a little bit. Wasabi, right? Or if you you really Mm. like wasabi, you you put a lot of it, but you put it on something. Yeah, Yeah. it's a thing that goes with other things. Yeah, just a condiment. Can you imagine somebody bringing over like a bunch of ketchup and you just being like, "Oh, this ketchup's so delicious!" Just like squirting the bottle right in your mouth. mm. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) You know, I've got a sauce thing. (laughs) I I shouldn't talk about this on the podcast, but I don't. I don't like to have no sauces on my fingers. It just—I'm scratching my beard with it with anxiety. Oh no! But oh, no. <laughs> it's just—it <laughs> gives him a creepy crawly feeling, like you know how like some people see a spider and it feels like it's crawling up your arm or it's, something. It's, it's like when somebody runs their fingernails on a on a on a chalkboard, you know. For me, it just—it's uh, I can't I can't do it. But, like, I mean, it's a comical scene because he's eating, he is, like, just, just shoving this wasabi, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, oh, it's really good, you know. And Momo's got this look on his face like, 
<sighs> like, is that really wasabi? Right, and then he tries it, and of course it's like... Really hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever done anything like this? Like, ever in your life? Have you ever gone to a restaurant and been just like, that one thing, I'm just gonna eat it. Like... I'm not saying a condiment. I'm just saying, have you ever been in... I mean, obviously, I'm not saying, have you ever been a super cop that decided to go to a restaurant and eat wasabi? Yes. <laughs> I have been a super cop before. I'm just trying to say, can you apply it to your life? Has there been a moment where you've been in a restaurant <laughs> and you've eaten something? Or is that too embarrassing? No, no I'm, yeah, I'm just, no, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of a specific yeah, time where this yeah. Because that's why I was, I was like trying to go through my head, like, what have I, have I ever done anything like that? Well, I mean, there there are yeah. there are a couple I, of sauces that like I do love so much that I would like almost like take a spoonful and shove it in my mouth. Yeah, like a one. Yeah, I feel like I could almost drink that out of the bottle. Okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it's but it's delicious. Yeah, it's a delicious sauce to you. Okay, okay. Uh, I've had a couple of experiences that. Um, where, like, I was in a place and, like, I ordered only a side of bacon. Oh, right on. And that was it. And people thought, you know, I was, like, some kind of a weirdo, which I I was. (laughs) But I'm super picky about food for some reason, and sometimes I'm just, like, I know that this by itself is going to be the only thing (laughs) that I like here. And... It actually happened to me the other day. <laughs> non sequitur, but um, I was at a corner bakery and uh, I was having a bagel and they had breakfast stuff. And I said, can I get a side of ham? And they said, yeah, sure. And I said, okay, is it like a ham steak? And they were like, yeah. And... So they added it on to the thing or whatever, and when they brought it out, it was like two slices of ham folded up on a plate. Oh, oh <laughs> like man. sandwich meat that was cold. That's no steak. I was like, That's what no the heck? There. Come on, sir. Maybe you don't understand. <laughs> it, d- it didn't matter, but um, I would Google image search what a ham steak was, and I would have been like, what I meant. "Excuse me." <laughs> And this is also what you said it was. <laughs> yeah. I just thought of I thought of another kind of exception. Like there's been times where like uh at a restaurant uh had pico de gallo. <gasps> and I've like you know, if like we ran out of chips or something, sure. I'd dump the rest of it in my mouth. Right on, right it's on. Just pico de gallo. I've it's done that. Vegetables and tomatoes it's good. and onions. Yes, yeah, it's delicious. But no wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> One time I bet a friend, me and, me and my friend Shane, uh, bet a friend of ours uh, $25 if he would take a pretty pretty sizable ball of wasabi and just eat it by itself. And he did. And naturally, it was killing him. Yeah. When he ate it, you know, suffering, blah, blah, blah. We bought him drinks, you know. We, we gave sure. him enough to wash it down. He got his money. All was good. Week later, he's like... Uh, you know, you thought the wasabi eating it was the bad part, but oh, I've just been on the toilet for the last five <laughs> <laughs> days, and, and I just can't. That's that I'm thinking of John Renault just shoveling this in his mouth, and yeah, it's not affecting him right now, but you know, he's got to take that plane ride home yeah. in a few hours. And <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
I mean, obviously, it was supposed to be, like, the tough guy moment. Yes. On top of, you know, being able to punch people out of orbit, obviously, he has the guts of steel, because he can just eat an entire thing of wasabi. And then, of course, you know, the other thing about the scene, too, is, like, you have you have Momo, on the other hand, who who was like, well, sure, maybe it's not that bad, you know? Yeah. And he takes a little gulp of it, and he's like, yeah. And that's me. <laughs> Yeah. <gasps> Poop my pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I've never eaten wasabi because well maybe I've like licked it off of a chopstick before, mm-hmm. but I don't like sushi. So I mean I've tried sushi a few times, but I I don't like it. So. I don't usually eat it. <laughs> my my experience was with 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 uh, wasabi. Uh, there's like it's like trail mix, but it's like Asian trail mix. Does that make any sense to you guys? Oh, they sprinkle it on like sometimes other have. packages of things. Like yeah, or there's like a dehydrated. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like wasabi peanuts. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mm. That's I don't, it. Yeah, I don't like it either. So I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll put in soy sauce if something isn't up to my flavor needs or something like that. But, you know, I don't typically put it on any sushi because I like to taste the fish. Yeah. Wasabi seems to be very overpowering. Right. What was your favorite funny part from this movie? Do you guys have one? Favorite funny part? Man, I don't know. I was laughing a lot in this movie. Yeah. I was just cracking up, man. There's a part in the golf when the guy offers to, or is trying to show off of the golf range or whatever, and he's like, old man, go back to playing PlayStation. Yeah, that was the line that really cracked me up, yeah. Oh, man. That guy picked it, too. I mean, what was he going to do? I just thought it was so funny that, like, like this, this uh, Yakuza was trying to be so intimidating to, to our, our main character, and, like, can't even golf. Like, can't even. <laughs> That's the measure of a man. Can you golf? Well, I can't. He should have so. picked something that he was good at. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that was, that was supposed to be the joke, though, right? Yes. Yeah. I heard you like punching people. We should have a punching contest. No, I don't know. Other funny things. Um, yeah, just like in the beginning when he tries to like have that woman over for dinner. Oh, yeah. Was pretty funny. Like, the weird... Like, ring of, they had, like, a few trans people that were, like, all bad guys, like, trying to rob banks and stuff. It was just bizarre. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to leave that out. Because oh, I sorry, we don't want no, no, to No, 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 I just didn't want Yeah, I don't want to talk about it because I, I'm not, you know, even though I know it was it meant to be funny, um, it's, it just doesn't fit into, like, what what is okay today. And I don't think it was, like, being super inappropriate about it or anything like that, yeah. uh, other than, you know, people calling them freaks which yeah. is, and calling them trannies, which is not an appropriate term anymore. But otherwise, you know, as I mean, it wasn't like they were crazy people who were cross-dressing or something like that. They were, you know, trans people who also happened to be bank robbers. Should have punched that guy in the face, though. I'm going to say one of them kind of looked like Eli Roth, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just going to have... I'm, I want to put that out there. I wanted to look up if I actually recognized that person from a different I, French movie. I don't, know, I don't know. I'm sorry. No, just, that was the first thing I, I saw when, it, when, it, when he was pointing the gun at that, that banker's head. And then you couldn't unsee it. Yeah, I just couldn't. Um, you know, that, that part in the beginning when after... When he's talking to whoever his boss is and he's like, so you punched a bunch of people at that... that oh, yeah! <laughs> at that uh, rave. And he's like... I oh he punched that one guy. No no, think back. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Punches not oh yeah, I punched that one guy. That uh-huh. was mm, funny. Keep going. Oh yeah, yeah, I punched that other guy. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And uh what about the uh other one? Oh yeah, there was this young kid I punched. Uh-huh. Do you remember what that kid said? I'm the chief's son. <laughs> I'm the chef chef's son. See I thought it was the chief's son. Was it was the chief's son. It was the chief. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which explains why somebody was so upset. Yeah. Yeah. And th- when he goes to apologize at the hospital, that was like straight out of the naked gun. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was like slapstick over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Like water. Puts the flowers in the water. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> Domino's tag. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. The whole movie was fun and entertaining. It never got like, yeah, it's not a boring movie. I'd I definitely watch it again. have fun. Yeah, and I thought that the parts that were supposed to be kind of emotional touching were actually pretty effective. I thought Kempo would like it. I think Kempo would like this movie yeah. as well. Mm, yeah. We'll I see. still got the DVD. Yeah. You could force it on her. That's right. Tell her to watch it, and then you run out the store to buy some Orangina. That's right. Mm-mm. Brought I- to you by DiGiorno. Yeah, now that I'm, like, analyzing it more, I do think there are more similarities between some of the other movies and this. And uh, one of them being, like, the big tough guy. Other movies this filmmaker has made. Yeah. I mean, uh... I lost my train of thought. Yeah. I, I actually had a really good connection between The Fifth Element and this one, but I forgot what it was just now. That's okay. We're all here. I mean, this is, I mean, that's, he's Bruce, Junior, John Renault is Bruce Willis. Momo is Chris Tucker. And, uh, his daughter is, I guess, Lilu Multipath? Lilu Corbin Dallas? And John Renault is, uh, Liam Neeson. Oh, wait. He's <laughs> two characters in one. Okay, I think, I think I've dialed in on what my favorite scene in the movie was. All right. I think my favorite scene in the movie is after, well, Oh, no, I just thought of another one. Because I, I really liked <laughs> okay, give the, us both. Okay, okay. One leads into the other. Okay. I enjoyed the shopping scene because it was a, the punching montage in between her like going crazy over everything. And then him being like, no, you can't have the hat. Mm-hmm. And then he sees a guy in sunglasses and, and punches him. Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> really... a guy with a mirror. <laughs> that was funny, yeah. I, I enjoyed that a lot. But I, I love the fact that it, then it turned into the whole fashion show... Slash ridiculous gun like scene rocket launcher back in the hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that was probably my. I just I, that is just so unique to this director's style. I yeah. think is just just you know you're having this young lady and she's you know like oh I'm gonna try this on and then and they're like oh crap well better hide these guns mm-hmm. and then you know pop pop it back open and start you know like oh look it's a mini bazooka you know and uh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Momo is so excited when he gets to town. He's like, oh my gosh, we're going to blow some stuff up. No, he blow up one thing, but <laughs> it's still funny. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. 
<laughs> I like the way in the trailer they show that. I, I'm just going to give that away because uh, there's a part where Momo like lifts up a grenade. He's like the grenade, and John knows what about it. He's like the pin is missing, and then you see them jump, and then boom, a car like flies by and explodes. And that's and the trailer. That's where it cuts off. Uh, the actual punchline to the joke is John Renault is like, "That was some grenade." And Momo's like, "Yeah, there were nineteen more in the trunk of that car." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. I liked it. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome Thank you, Andrew choice. Lopez. I don't think I would have heard of this mm-hmm. otherwise, and I really liked it. Yeah, I've seen it like on like Netflix instantly, and I've just you know. Just wash by like, oh, whatever. It's another movie I have no interest in. So I'm really glad that somebody was like, hey, you're going to watch this or I'll kill you. I mean, uh, here's 20 bucks. No. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew, for supporting our podcast. Yeah. Thank we, you so much. We're, we're very thankful to have you as one of our listeners. Absolutely. Sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks. Aaron will give you a kiss next time you come into the shop. It's optional. Uh, <laughs> that was not part of the Kickstarter. <laughs> Okay. It wasn't one of the perks. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about whether it's optional or not later. Anyways, uh, we don't know what we're watching next week because I'm still waiting to hear back from the other three pledges for the Kickstarter. Uh, hopefully, we'll know later this week, and I'll put it on the Facebook page. If we don't hear from any of them by then, then we are up to a random pick, and then... Following nothing, if we don't hear anything again, then it'll be Sarah's pick again. So, right now, no idea. But we'll let you know on Facebook. Fate will decide. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we're going to ask for some lessons from you guys. While I read the outro stuff. It's everyone's favorite part of the show. Outro. Outro. How many of you guys skip over the outro stuff? Or do you just turn off the podcast at this point? Maybe you should listen. Listen for the secret code. If you can tell me what the secret code means by the end of next week, Aaron will give you a kiss at the comic book store. (laughs) (laughs) Comic book store and kissing booth. Didn't know. Didn't have any idea. Aaron can also get one of the other employees to give give you a kiss. You know, like... uh, uh, Well, Mike doesn't work there anymore. Who else would want to kiss from anybody? Well, you can just go to Sterling Silver Comics and receive kisses and comics. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Sterling Silver, I never knew where that was until the other day. I went to see Bleached at Rock City, and I saw his shop right there. Awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Timmy was there. Timmy was there, too. Whoa! And Timmy was scouting out the Mike's shop so he could blow it up. He was like, I miss Aaron. (laughs) I miss Timmy. Yeah. And I miss Mike. And I asked him to be on the podcast, but he said he's really busy, you know, with his business. And And I told him that Aaron doesn't like him anymore because he won't be on the podcast. (laughs) True story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that Joel's there to put words in my mouth. No, no, he wasn't there. He texted me that, and I don't think I, I delivered that message. And Aaron said he would give you a kiss if you come into the store. Tim's always welcomed <laughs> for kisses. Sure. That's Outro fine. stuff. <laughs>
Email any suggestions or comments you have to please don't podcast at gmail.com. It's actually been quite a long time since we got any emails, so if anyone wants to send anything in, we'll read it on the air and we'd really appreciate it. I'm, I'm talking about anything. If you want us to plug something for you, just send in an email and tell us how much you like us, plus what you want us to plug. Or tell us how much you hate us, plus what you want us to plug. I don't care. Send in some emails. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choice. Like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash pdsmios. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you left us a star or written rating. That increases our visibility, and it gets us new listeners. And if we have new listeners, that means I've got more people for Aaron to kiss. Thanks to David DeRoy for our theme music. <laughs> I Jen think Dowdry. his wife would object to that. <laughs> Famous DC card, uh, comic book artist Jed Dowtry for her podcast logo. And Dispenser Seams and our families for all the support. We couldn't do what we do without you. So what did you guys learn from this movie? Because um, the Altered Destiny told me I oh, would learn something. Oh, God. So I'm still... You know, I'm working it out. I'm working it out. Well... I saw my lesson come like a hundred miles away. My lesson was when when the chief, or not the chief, the superior officer was speaking with the main character. He was like, "Go buy some clothes. Go buy yourself an Armani suit. Get some get some cologne. Women like that." So that's my lesson for you guys today. <laughs> Go buy yourself an Armani suit. Get some cologne. Because women like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a good a, lesson. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you go to a funeral, you can watch them burn the person right there. <laughs> and oh then you can take the ashes with you when you go and just I toss totally them that. into the sea. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that. I don't want to see the casket getting put into the furnace. It just re- it reminded me of Scrooge when he's seen the the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> and my lesson is: next time you're at a Japanese restaurant, just just grab a handful of that wasabi because it's not going to hurt you. Just put it right in your gob. <laughs> John Renault says wasabi never hurts. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Bye. Bye.